You were called to make the world brighter, to run on the front lines, to cast vision where it had not yet landed. You are not gifted to be a random burst of energy, but a consistent force that enables the world to hear beauty, see potential, and write stories in a way that points the world to Jesus. Provoke and inspire. Welcome to the Provoke and Inspire podcast, calling followers of Jesus uh, into radical faith in secular culture. Uh, this is a bit of a, of a different podcast. Uh, throughout the summer, we've, we've done various things, but we have not had uh, very many guests. But today, we are very, very privileged to have an amazing guest. Uh, before I introduce him, I just want to mention something really quick. Uh, Steiger, the missions organization that we are part of, this uh, the, the heart of ours is to reach and disciple the global youth culture for Jesus. Uh, God is, is growing what we're doing, and we're seeing literally thousands of people all over the world coming to Jesus uh, but the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few, and we need more people to join what we're doing. Uh, we have amazing opportunities within Steiger uh, to, uh, to, to give your life, to, to serve, and to be part of this mission to reach people. Uh, and so there are many different roles that we're looking to fill. Uh, if God has put it on your heart to join us in this way, either by listening to the podcast or in other ways, you can go to steiger.org slash opportunities. Uh, so check that out. Um, but like I said, housekeeping aside, we have an awesome guest. His name is Tadashi. He is an American hip-hop artist, a member of the 116 Click, uh, which is a hip-hop collective that includes the likes of Lecrae, uh, Andy Mineo, Triple E, and others. Um, the 116 is, is uh, based on Romans 116, um, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God that brings salvation to anyone who believes, first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. Um, God has used uh, Tadashi in powerful ways. Um, I've been spending a lot of time looking at interviews, reading articles, listening to his music. I'm very inspiring. So excited that you are with us. Thanks for coming on, Tadashi. Man, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. The, 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 the national and international. <laughs> that, that, was a, that was an applause from Poland, uh, Poland, in case you're wondering. That's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. what I'm saying, man. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so great, man. And, and again, as, as we said before we started recording, we are coming from lots of different places. Uh, so it's the miracle of technology that lets us do this. But uh, yeah. I just wanted to start by asking you a little bit about the 116 Click uh, or Collective. Uh, give us kind of the description of how that started, maybe the history behind it, and uh, some of the fruit that you've seen as a result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem, no problem. Uh, 116, it's, um, it basically started... Um, um, around college when a group of us, a collective of us were a part of a church, a part of a Bible study. And, uh, we all kind of loved music or we, we were really excited about, um, doing music. And so we would have Bible study and after Bible study, we would leave, um, <clears throat> we'd get on campus and what we called it, we would say, we would let's blitz campus, like, um, like a defense blitzing, blitzing the offense. It's like, Oh, I'm, I'm going out <clears throat> and I'm going to take the good news to the campus um, instead yeah. of inviting, inviting them to my space. And so there would be about 40 of us and we would all partner up um, anywhere from two to four um, groups of two to four. And we would just walk the campus. Like Bible study would end around nine on, on a Thursday night and on a college campus. Thursday night is when it gets jumping. So I would we would leave walk out around 9.30, and then we would stay out till about 11.30, just whoever we could find, telling them about the Lord. And and our thing was, 
we're unashamed of the gospel. Like I want to be so unashamed of, of the truth that God's given me that I'm willing to go to this place that would make me look weird in public or lose me some sort of um, collegiate collateral when it came to my social life. Um, I would lose all of that. I'd forsake that because what was most important was this person whose house was on fire and they couldn't see it and they didn't want to see it. Um, right. but, but here, here's the, here's the living water for you. And, and if you can just taste it, you'll see, you'll see he's good. And so that was kind of the, the, the mentality. Um, and so that verse was, we heard it preached by a, a, a pastor who came to visit. And, and when we heard it, we all knew we, and it was almost like, it was like 15 of us looked at each other at the same time. Like that's us. That's us. We're unashamed of the gospel. That's us. And so we, we just kind of took that and, and used it as a banner. And eventually when we started doing music, we started to say it in the music because it was what we were about in college. And we just kept going with it. Um, and pretty soon people started to gravitate towards it. They could identify and relate to this, this burden, this passion, this desire to live unashamedly for the, for the gospel. Um, not just in proclaiming it, but in, in, um, and actually, or, or not just in heralding it, but, but in, in living it out daily and letting that be a witness as well. It was like, okay, the gospel has permeated every, every aspect of my life. And that needs to be visible and, and evident to whoever I come in contact with. So just, just to give you a bit of context on us. So our, yeah, our heart, um, we are kind of of the the opinion that 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 art is, a, is something unique that God has given us, and it sounds like we're very much in alignment with that. That God would want us to use that platform uh, to to share the truth, right? That 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 art is has this unique power to communicate something truthful, something of of relevance yeah. to people who, like as you said, are often on fire and don't even know it or don't even want to know. Um, this this can be. Uh, Kind of a even in the Christian world, even in the Christian art world, this can be kind of a countercultural perspective. Uh, to you know, there's a lot of Christian artists that that feel like they shouldn't need to have a message that 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 they can just be artists, and that's that's cool. Um, what, what I'd love to hear, kind of your thoughts on that, and of course, that's a very simplified explanation of the perspective, and there's some nuance to it. But what's your kind of take on an artist that a, a Christian artist that would say, I don't need I don't feel any need to have a, have a message through what I do. Right, right, right. So yeah, it, it's definitely a complex situation that people live in. Um, I've, I have friends who say both and our conversations have been um, dynamic to the point of basically boiling it down to a question of faith. Um, not so much the faith and whether or not you, hold to the fact that Jesus is Lord. There's only one true God and he is the way, uh, the truth and the life, not, not boiling it down to that specifically, but more so this idea of how much, um, how much trust is enough trust. Um, do I trust that, um, if I show up and I present beautiful art and my art is in fact so engaging that it, it forces someone to begin to engage beyond a certain surface level perspective. Um, have I done, done enough? Have I done my job um, as someone who loves the Lord? And then do I have faith enough to know that God can use that the same way he can use a Gregorian chant in 2018 to bring somebody to faith? Um, 
on the other side of that, do I, do I say I have enough faith and it's the motivator behind why my, my, my songs, my, my paintings, uh, my performance on the stage theater, um, or whatever will in some way reflect, um, gospel principles, uh, in an in-depth way. And so we've gone back and forth and discussed these different things and tried to more so find a way to lovingly walk in a way that is, is pleasing to the Lord, um, without necessarily, um, ostracizing, um, brothers or sisters, because I don't think like they aren't, they aren't questioning essentials. I think that was the lesson that I've learned recently. Like you're not asking me, um, was Mary a virgin or if in fact Jesus did go to a cross or was that just, you know, figurative, like you really aren't questioning the, the triunity of God. You're more wondering, am I, am I still God pleasing, God glorifying, God honoring if I perform in a play and, and not one time did I say Jesus or share the gospel. Um, and so that's been kind of the conversation we've been having back and forth. Um, I definitely can say that I'm in a place of wrestle with it. There are moments that I feel the burden and tension because of how I was brought up in the faith and what I was discipled into or discipled out of um, that put me in a place to say, no, every song has to be a sermon. Um, but on the other side of that, um, I recognize even after having conversations with some of the leaders, I know some of those tactics were for <clears throat> making sure, um, without a shadow of a doubt that people knew God created art and that it was for him and his glory. Um, similar to the idea of a stained glass window or to the idea of, a um, a person doing uh, a painting of a religious scene from scripture. It's like, Oh, uh, that's clear that that's going to be art for God. Um, but at the end of the day, is that the only way? Um, and so the question that I've, the question that I yeah. wrestle with is, do I, am I okay if I make songs that, um, that point to the light or am I okay if I make songs that talk about the light? Like which one am I going to be okay with? Yeah. And I, I, in one way, I understand why you say it's complex, but, for me, uh, and, and I'm, I know you would agree with this, that the world is a pretty desperate place right now. I mean, um, I mean, it's like people are being just destroyed by the, by the lies. I mean, now it's a common thing for people to say they're atheists. I mean, a lot of the people we talk to in our shows, they don't believe in God at all anymore. Uh, they, they completely have given up on, on the idea of God because they have this maybe this wrong idea about who he is or uh, they've, they've bought into this uh, postmodern idea that they're just in a, the result of some accident or in the, in the universe or something. But So to me, when God gives me a stage and I, and I know that, that maybe for a lot of people out in the audience, this could be their last or only opportunity to hear that there's a lifeboat, you know, that there's a, that there's a, there's a, you know, kind of like that guy who talked to you, you know, after your, uh, when you were in the, your football College, practice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, that's that. So to me, it's like, if I really believe this, you know, if I really believe that I'm on the Titanic 
and uh, there's some rescue, you know, there's some boats you can get on to be rescued. How can I just play music on the Titanic? You know what I mean? When, when, the, when, when the ship's going down, you know, to me, that's my struggle with the idea of that you can just make nice art but not have somewhere in it. And I don't think you have to have a, a message in every song, but somewhere I need to give people an opportunity to hear about Jesus. At least that's my perspective. Right, right. Yeah, the 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 per, that perspective is one that I've been burdened with for years, and the pushback that I've gotten, and even the wrestle within myself, often has become now um, one. Um, well, yeah, a few actually. One, um, the, the question of faith. Like, well, um, I believe through what I'm doing, or what through the works of someone else. God can achieve the goal of this person's salvation. Um, but then secondly, secondly, there's this, there's this idea of, um, and, and it, it's, it's more, and it's more the question, at least when I've been presented with it, it's more the question of, um, human expectation more so than God expectation. And mm-hmm. it's like, where, where does that line get drawn? Because we live mm-hmm. in this linear, this linear perspective of, right what God is capable to achieve. And if he's actually beyond that, um, then am I, am I belittling my view of him? Am I, am I diminishing the view of him in order to say this must happen and, mm-hmm. I'm, and not realizing it like, Oh, I got to do this because if I have this, then this is what needs to happen. Yeah. Um, and on the other side of it, it's like, no, I just, I just, you know, I took you to a great restaurant and, you you got with the chef and you made this amazing meal and when it was over that pushed him toward blank whether you said anything or not it pushed him toward right. um joy or peace or pushed him toward and and that's not to i i think i think there's this this idea in scripture of sinning against your own conscience that you have to be aware of too and that's been my that's been really the linchpin for me of like no nah, i can't sin against my conscience so i have to if I'm burdened to say something, I'm just going to say it. I, even right. if it's not, even if it's not the scene that they want, that they created for this to happen, it's just going to happen guys. Cause this is who I am. Um, and I have a buddy of mine who always says, um, he, <laughs> he's like, Hey man. Um, so I'm a Christian, I'm a mechanic and I love motorcycles. And so when you're around me, that's what you're going to hear about. And that's pretty much it. And so I, I kind of tend to lean toward that more than often. But I don't necessarily feel the burden to um, inform them in a way that leads to my decided, my decided, my decision of what their life should look like. If that makes sense, yeah. Um, I think that's been the pushback most often. Beyond the man, I think I'm free. You know, it's more of the yeah. I feel like that that intention. Like I'm on campus yelling, I'm unashamed, but I have a plan for their life that I think needs to happen. Um, when really I'm going, no, it's the Holy Spirit who changes lives. I want to, I just want to be faithful to the call. Yeah. So that's kind of been the wrestle that I've had most, most, most recent, I would say. And when you, when you say that a huge, huge part of it is, is really that, that personal relationship with Jesus, because I think maybe a lot of artists, Christian artists, they, they, um, feel like a compulsion. They feel like, you know, they're maybe still really wrestling with some deep stuff themselves. And, and, and so then, all of a sudden, you know, let's say they're musicians and, and they're very much wrestling with their spiritual life. 
all of a sudden they find themselves with a huge platform. And now the world, the Christian world, especially, of course, the Christian world, looks at them and says, why aren't you doing X, Y, and Z? Um, even if there's some valid arguments to the claims, I, I think it's never going to work if it doesn't, if it's not birthed out of a personal conviction. I, I think that, that I think more than, more often than not, what, what needs to happen is, you know, we need to ask ourselves, you know, on honest questions, like, is my, where's my heart? You know, where, 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 what are my motivations in this? Is it really about God's kingdom or is it about something else? And then also, you know, I think that, that when God really breaks your heart, you know, I get to, you know, I was just in Ukraine and we, we, you know, we're playing for these big crowds and, and talking to people. And I was talking to these two girls after our show and, and they were both in tears telling me, you know, all our lives, all we've ever heard is that God is this tradition that we're never can do enough to satisfy him. We got to perform all these rituals. This is the first time that we've ever heard that Jesus loves us and that he's our dad and that he wants to know us. And, and that's the motivation, right? It's not, it's not because we feel criticized or we feel guilty. It, it's because God breaks our heart. Doesn't it? It really has to start there. Doesn't it? Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I think there's a I think there's a way that God has um, exemplified in Scripture where people who have been impacted by him go and herald the good news or go and express the love that they felt from him and in different capacities. I, I definitely think that's um, a part of it. My my friends, some some even my own thoughts, but some some of my friends even would would just wonder if like um, there's an artist. It's funny. There's an artist here in Atlanta who. Uh, who's an R&B artist. He sings love songs. Um, and But at his shows, and he's a big name, or he was at one point, uh, a huge name in that genre, but now he's kind of on the back end of his career. Um, but for all of his career, like he, he was like, I grew up in church. This is what I did. So similar to my mechanic buddy, he's like, man, I, I sing because I think love is beautiful and I know true love. So I'm going to tell you about God while I'm on stage. And he's like, man, I get tons of people, tons of letters, tons of whatever. Um, but his, on the other side of the coin, their thing is, well, you might be doing that, but God's not pleased because you're still singing whatever. Um, and so I then kind of go, man, I don't know if that's um, uh, religious elitism or if that's actual good, good rebuke for a brother. I have no clue, mm-hmm. um, but I do see fruit in some regard after hearing him testify to it or reading about fans testifying to like, you know, I, I heard him say this and it, it made me question what I was doing. And I went to certain, you know, so forth and so on. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, man, there's a, there's a burden. I think that you have to feel to proclaim it or, um, or you won't, or if you do, it'll be under duress, which I don't think the Lord has prompted us to do. Um, And oftentimes I think that sort of, pressure comes more from peers perhaps sure. than um than the lord where it's like no you should have done this at this time because that would have been pleasing to god and it's like uh now i'm now i think i'm just living for y'all now i think i'm just living for which is kind of the thing that we've that's the thing that kind of made us start really dialoguing with different people with different opinions than us to to, to challenge our own selves to to learn and grow but also to to love on them because we've been in moments where like I'm walking down the red carpet at the Grammys and I walk past little Wayne and then someone says, yo, I know you share the gospel with him. I was like, no, he had like 16 bodyguards. And you know, so all the people I, I met in person, I prayed for when I got home, but no, I didn't get to share with him. 
and instantly there's backlash and I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And, and so then there's this, there's this idea of where, man, I, 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 if I would have said, yes, I did X, Y, and Z to go over and talk to this person, um, I would have been great to some people and then foolish to others. Um, where I come home with a concussion and my wife is like, what were you thinking? Um, or she's like, way to go. You almost died for the gospel. I have no clue. But ultimately I'm going, man, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a, a, a healthy consideration of, am I choosing actions based off of peer pressure and people's opinions or because of, like you said, the burden that God's placed on my heart? Yeah. The Tadashi, this is Chad. And, uh, I used to work in, I, hey man, I used to work in the music industry, and so my job—I was an A and R guy—and uh, my job was obviously to find and sign bands. And one of the one of the jokes we always had was that there is no successful Christian hip hop. And uh, <laughs> and, and it, the irony of it is that I, in the in like that was the, in awkward, the six, Chad. I know I'm but I am <laughs> awkward, and I I embrace my inner awkward. I don't care, but, but you know I have to. <laughs> can I just? Can I just interrupt and say that Chad started yeah, yeah. from from the backside of his career, and he's still on the backside. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, let's not go there. We're we're not that close yet. You know, this is the first conversation. So, <laughs> so the funny thing was, uh, at the top of my career, I'm a I'm I'm addicted to pornography. I'm on drugs. I'm a workaholic. Um, I'm. I look outwardly like I'm playing the part really well until somebody gave me a copy of a book called Don't Waste Your Life, and uh, which you obviously are very familiar with. And, and the Holy Spirit in, in that moment began the process of convicting me afresh. And I was driving into the, the Seattle office um, one day and I, and I just broke down weeping uncontrollably under the conviction of the Holy Spirit that I, that I was living a fruitless life. And a life of disobedience, you know, and a life where it was just like, God, I want to, I want to see people come to you. I know that you've called me to more and you've put, you, you've told me that, that you have great things for my life. And yet, and yet I'm, I'm, I'm just not seeing fruit. I work, I work with all, I've, you know, my name's been on millions of records and I've experienced great success in one, in, in one sense of it. But then on the other even though I had great friends and I, and I was a, a dude to the, to the band dudes and I was, uh, I was highly relational and I, I love people and all these things, I, I found that in my own life there was very little fruit. You know, I didn't even have to look to the artists and be like, well, you're not, you're not preaching the gospel enough. You know, I just had to look to me and, and I, I wasn't preaching the gospel enough. Um, but, but it wasn't, but I began, you know, the transformation began because, because of what, the Lord was stirring in my heart. And so I guess I just wanted to honor you guys because around that, that time that the Lord was getting a hold of me is when I heard about you guys and I, and I, uh, I connected with Ben and, and, uh, my friend Chad Pearson was like, Hey man, there's this thing going on. And, and so, uh, you know, all of a sudden it, it was, it was like, wait, there actually is Christian hip hop. That's, that's like remarkably, authentic and, and and I'm not I don't even know anything about hip hop and I can and I can sense that it's authentic because it because it carries this passion and this weight and this conviction and and I could feel all that um and and so um I guess in this you know I want to honor you and and just what you guys have done and man uh, by the lord of course and what he's done through you uh, and my question for you would would be how how has how has your love? I, I love, by the way, before the question, I love that that you're still wrestling with how do we preach the gospel? When do we preach the gospel? What's the most effective way? I think the fact that 
that you're willing in your and you're being transparent with us about the fact that it's a wrestle it is highly indicative of the fact that the Lord is obviously working in your life and um that that that's true for all of us you know there's always a level of of tension that we we hold on to uh, but i guess for you what what have you found to be the the maybe some i don't know if i'd call them secrets but maybe just some keys to to staying in love with the lord over what now has been a, a very long period of time right right man great question thank you man um yeah and, and i appreciate what you said too there's a <laughs> there's a level of it where i i am out of love and out of honesty, um, really cautious about judging somebody else's music as I'm in the same genre. But I just know for <laughs> years, man, there was just not a lot. I mean, and I say this as a person who was a fan. I'm like, okay, I'm a Christian. I want to hear music from my train of thought, my my heartbeat, my passions that yeah. that I can identify with, but also enjoy um, in a way that it it feels true to who I am and where I came from. And man, that just was, we couldn't find it. And so we were like, well, maybe we should just do it. Maybe we should just go start doing music and make music. And, um, tons of my buddies were already on that, on that, on that wave. They were thinking that way. Yeah. So I just kind of linked up with them and, and pursued it. And so, um, over the years to, to get to your question over the years, things have, I think in, in the dynamics of life, ebb and they ebb and flow, of course. And, some some seasons are um, a lot more <laughs> fruitful in your own thinking than than others, right. and that, and those sometimes, ironically, can be the, be the seasons where you 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 transition out of and realize people's testimony of it is like, oh no, man, you were we are grateful for you. You did this, you did this. And you're like, really? But I felt like it was horrible. And so I've just had yeah. um, so I've true. had a walk with the, yeah, man. I've had a walk with the Lord, the Lord, long enough to be able to to recognize. Um, devotion to the Lord is going to look like um, different scenarios in different seasons, but it's still going to be called devotion. I, as a young believer, thought devotion looked one way as it was modeled for me by the guy who was discipling me, and that was it. And anything else was was not devotion. It had to be this. Uh, until I met other believers who were older and from different parts of the country or the world, and their life and their commitment to the Lord looked different in this way. And I learned real quickly, man, my my um, uninformed, very, very inexperienced mindset has to be um, challenged to, to this picture of devotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we all decided to, to kind of create um, tent poles in our life, anchors, to kind of draw us, pull us back in from moments of, of ex- exploration, consideration, when it came to um, music or business or career or family or whatever it was. Um, and so for me, it's always been, those anchors have been um, um, the scriptures, uh, my, my relationship with my wife, um, even my relationship with my kids. And then the, the core group of guys that, that are my accountability, my community, um, my brotherhood, like those are guys who um, they know my life. Like I have no secrets yeah. with them. Um, I'm yep. fully known, fully exposed. Uh, and for me, that's, that's always huge. led to, that's led, thank you, yeah, for real, bro. Like that's led to a level of freedom mm-hmm. for me because I, I can, I can boldly step out and whatever comes, I know that there are people who love me for who I really am and, and all of my, my good and bad parts. And then <laughs> there, there are people who, who will, who have chosen to walk with me regardless. 
um, and, and stand with me in the things that I'm burdened for. So even if, even if they don't agree with it, they're still like, no, you're a brother and we love you and we're committed to you. So that's been, I think just something the Lord has by grace allowed to happen in my life. That's been kind of a, been anchors for me as far as making sure that I'm fighting for devotion to the Lord. I think for me internally, I just had to learn that with every season, that's going to probably look a little different in certain, not necessarily in activity, but definitely in heart. Yeah, and also, I mean, when you're given a platform and God has given you a, a big platform uh, and you're being very bold about your message, I think that uh, there's nothing that uh, Satan would like to do more than, than knock you down. So the fact that you have this accountability around you is such a cool thing, isn't it? I mean, because, you know, the bigger stage you stand on, the more enemies uh, you're going to have. And I mean, spiritual, spiritually speaking, and, and, you know, what, and, and you're bold, you've been very bold and courageous for Jesus. So, um, you know, and you want to be, I pray this for myself. Uh, I want to finish strong, right? And, uh, so I think it's really, really, really important what you're saying. Uh, something I've been thinking about is, uh, I had a friend who he became very big. He had, he was, uh, he was voted, he was number, he like top 10 in the UK charts. And he was, um, and, and all of his, he was a, a Christian, but everyone told him, don't say anything, you know, don't talk about Jesus. Don't talk about Jesus in your interviews because you're going to have all these opportunities in the future if you don't. And so, and then I, I would say, no, man, you got you know, you need to talk about Jesus. You know, you're, you, God is giving you this platform for a reason. You know, there's so many voices out there that are speaking lies. You have an opportunity to tell them the truth. Take advantage of this. Uh, but he listened to the other voices and didn't really say anything. And then he released another album that didn't really go anywhere. And now he doesn't have a voice. And so... I'm just wondering if you get that kind of pressure. It's like, hey, man, you have such a big platform. You'll be that much more effective if you don't talk about Jesus so much. Have you had that kind of pressure put on you, or is that something, That's you, something don't face? That you don't face? Right. I think we've, we've seen it off and on. Um, you know, I think, I, think it is, I think I've grown in maturity and just by God's grace, um, I've grown in grace, uh, but, but grown in a sense to where, um, those, those things aren't as, uh, distracting as probably they once were. Um, you know, like I'm a, like, I'm, a, I had a buddy who we worked with on the label and he did a song and it was called, um, it was called, uh, we can be more. And it was a, uh, it was literally a song to his wife that he wrote on his anniversary. And when he finished it, um, we were like, sounds great. What, what's the message? And he was like, I love my wife. That's the message. Right. And it was the first time that someone in our circle had done something like that. And it didn't end with this, with this pretty bow of the gospel tied around it. Um, right. But it was a song that talked about everything scripture would say about marriage. It just didn't, it didn't come across that way because he really wrote a song to celebrate his bride. And it sounded amazing. It sounded like a radio, a radio single. I was like, man, if we put so-and-so on this, this would, this would be top of the charts. Like this would be crazy. Um, and so he released it and instantly there was pushback because the song itself didn't necessarily communicate um, the gospel in a clear way that the fans were 
uh, trained to listen to right. um, or in a way that they expected because they had their own ideals as well. I think that was the first time um, that we started to realize, okay, we, we're pushing away the ideas that I have to give up my voice in order to be heard. <laughs> um, mm. But on the other side of it, I'd, I refuse to live in a box that's been presented to me so that the people who, who really aren't in my life but have opinions about it get to then dictate how I say what sure. I say. Yeah. I think that's been, that's been the most common wrestle um, mm-hmm. that I've seen my brothers have. And so I'm in this place of like, Hey man, like I got a guy now, like I just, I released a song called gotta live, um, featuring our artist by the name of Jordan Feliz. Oh yeah. I guess, I guess it, yeah, I guess it's been a month and a half ago now, but it's, it's hit number one on billboard two weeks in a row. Um, oh. and that song was, <laughs> that was not the plan for that song. I did that song cause I love that kind of music <laughs> and that song just kind of took off on its own. Like it's, it's been amazing to watch it be a big thing to be impactful and encouraging. Um, I'm getting texts from radio guys. I'm getting calls from friends and family and, at home and all this other stuff that's happening about, around the song. Um, and in the song, the song is about um, perseverance and the, the principle of perseverance and my experience of having to fight to, to persevere. And, and like you said, finish strong. Like I want to reach the finish line well. Um, yeah. But in the midst of that, um, there are some people who are like, yeah, but you didn't say Jesus name. So I can't, I can't rock with it. And there are other people who are like, yep, I also lost my son or lost my baby. And so you yeah. talking about that changed my life. And I'm going, man, who do I listen to now? Cause I didn't, it's still a Christian song. Like every, nothing about this was in any way. It, it plays on Christian radio. It's definitely not a, <laughs> a mainstream song. And I'm going, man, that's, and I didn't even make it for Christian radio. I made it as a testimony of what God has been doing in my life. And here's these, here's still some people saying, you didn't say it this way though. So I can't play it. And I'm going, huh? And then there are other people who are like, yeah, my, my mom just passed or man, I'll I, my baby sister passed away too. Or yeah, I, I lost a child or, you know, so with the song and I'm going, okay, I don't know how to speak to this one group of people, but I know that there's another group who, who hears the message and I'm just going to go fight to encourage them. Um, and so that's been kind of the place that I've landed in is, um, I know the, I know the burden I have on stage and off stage and I will give up my voice just to be heard. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much time you got here, so you can just cut us off when you, when you got to go. But my, I think, I think the, the frustrating thing for me is that, um, this, this whole conversation becomes so binary. It becomes so, uh, oversimplified that we don't really even talk about the heart. So for example, um, you know, you'll get arguments like, you know, there's, there's one group of people that say every song needs to have Jesus in it. And then there's the yeah. other group of people that are like, why, why should I have to say Jesus at all? And, and I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I, I, I don't think that those are oppositional arguments. I, I, I don't think every song needs to have Jesus in it. I, I've written songs about the difficulty of, you know, of marriage, of struggles in life. Of, I've written lots of stuff. And, and I think as, as a follower of Jesus, we can write about a lot of things that God puts, puts on our hearts. Honestly, I think we can write about fun stuff. I don't, I don't think it should be destructive, but I think we can write. I, don't think, I think God gives us the freedom to write about whatever. Um, but what happens is we, it's kind of like politics. Things get so polarized that we don't talk about the real heart because it's like, 
you the, the fact that you'd be criticized for writing a song like that's ridiculous but i don't at the same time i don't think our problem with christian artists today are that they're being too they're being too open and being criticized for it. I, 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 to be honest, I think the problem is that they're saying things like, well, I shouldn't have to put Jesus in any of, or in a, in my song, in every song, when the truth is they're not putting Jesus in any song. That's That, to me, represents 99% of Christian artists. And so I agree with you. That's crazy that people would say things like that. It's also crazy that, you know, that uh, another one you'll hear is that, well, you know, you don't really care about art. It's just it's just a means to an end for you. You're just trying to ram your Jesus message into art, and you don't care about the process. I also think that doesn't have to be the case. You you can care mm-hmm. about art and still care about telling people the truth. So I guess mm-hmm. my, my question would be, for the artists that are listening, yes, don't you don't have to put Jesus in into every song, but don't you think they should put Jesus in any song? I, I do, but I, I still defer to, or at least... I'm moved by the comment you made earlier as far as um, the burden on right, the heart. Right. right. Um, I so so I I know t- I know uh, I don't say tons, but there's a lot of guys that I know across the country who who have decided to say, nah, like I'm 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 still saved. I'm still going to heaven. I still go to church. I still talk to people about the gospel where I live. Um, but musically, this is this is what I love to create, and it's. It's just music. Like it's right. not a. I don't. And, and honestly, it's not. There's not. I don't even think there's an aim to to any end except I made something sound that sound good. Right. Um. And and we can go. You know, I with friends, us together now. Like we can go back and forth on is that even glorifying to the Lord? Uh, yes. No. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, I think if you have a passion and a desire to have a message in your music. And that message just happens to be the gospel. That is okay. That is necessary. And it should happen. What I don't want to see is people deny who they are for the sake of acceptance, approval, or anybody's accolades. Like, like that, that to me is when you decided to say, uh, there's another idol or there's an idol in my sure. life. Um, and I, I've been, I've, I've had but that. My experience, my experience is not, is not... sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, bro. There's a little Skype delay. Oh, I was here, just so going to say, my experience is, yeah, yeah. Uh, my experience is not that you're rejected for having a message, but the opposite. I mean, the world I live in, uh, with the, it's not that you're discriminated against if you don't talk about Jesus, but it's if you do. And uh, and I think, so. so that's where I'm coming from when I talk about this stuff. And I guess, yeah, I mean, yes, we need we need nice songs and all that, but it just seems, just being honest with you, it just seems kind of self-indulgent when the world's burning and uh, we know the answer and we're happy just to make beautiful songs. Um, and I, I completely agree with you that every song doesn't need to be about Jesus. In fact, if it is, I think it trivializes our message. You know, when every every song has the same message in it, and we don't talk about the things people are facing and dealing with and emotion and all of that stuff. But I don't know. For me, I just feel like I have the answer. God has given me a platform. The world is burning. How can I just feel cool about making nice, beautiful music? I'm, I mean, and it's not that I want to be the big judge of of my, uh, you know, brothers and sisters in the in the music scene, but 
I don't see, I, I just don't understand how you can be close to the heart of God and not have a broken heart for the lost people and feel the burden to have to express that heart. I don't know. That's just, I'm just being honest with you. That's, and I'm not saying that about you. I'm, I'm very impressed with your boldness. So it's, I'm not in any way talking about you when I say that. No, no, I, I appreciate that perspective. That's a, to me, this is the type of dialogue that more should be having. Right. So conversations like this can, can yield fruit, can lead to actual um, live. Cause what I, I experienced, and if I look at it in kind of progression, um, I have friends and I've even experienced myself where it's like, well, I'm too Christian for MTV, but I'm not Christian enough for the church. Cause I do rap. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, you rap, you rap. When yeah, right, right. We, we sing hymns, bro. If you got a hymn though, we, we, you can come over, but uh, no, no, no rap here. And so I've gone through it all where, you know, I've walked into yeah. a church and they, and, and they heard a <laughs> sub and they were, they cut, they cut my show off. Like, no, this isn't, this oh, isn't a no. God. And so, I'm, I mean, I've had those wrestles, but I've seen the progression kind of go from either um, it's it's all about it's all about the gospel in the church or it's um, about none of that. And I don't have to do it. And then to me, what I find often is no one dialogues critically, um, thinking critically about the issue or the, the topic. And and they end up floundering in the middle with mm-hmm. no real direction. And, yeah. and yeah. to me, that's the dangerous place of being. Um, tossed about to and fro right where it's like oh okay okay i don't have a real idea it's like uh if you don't have a plan for your life they're going to give you one that's right. just what it is yep. and 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 unfortunately if you do gain some level of success or uh notoriety or, or public um public acceptance there's gonna be someone who has a plan for your life right because that's that's the way the industry is set up but unfortunately um you're you're you, you just don't know what you don't know. And so if you don't know the system is, is set up to get what it can from you and then be done with you, then you, you lose. Um, and you don't even realize it until probably it's over. Um, so I just had the grace us as a label, even we just had the grace of God to, to enter into the music scene to, from a totally different vantage point. I didn't go to a label with a demo or I didn't go perform at a showcase. I didn't have a, a person shopping my music. That was literally us when MySpace was the hottest thing ever. <laughs> put songs you on you my, missed out. Put, yeah, you missed out. Man, man, man. Put, Where put, was put I? My, right. <laughs> we were putting songs on MySpace, songs on um yep. songs songs on uh on uh on our uh what do you call it uh, college uh, ministry website and we were wow. we were like emailing people and saying hey here's some music check it out if you like it but that was other than that we were really on the corner on the street in texas like hey want to buy a cd hey want to hear hear some good music like we would go downtown and circle up and we start got we start uh freestyling and just coming up with rhymes going back and forth and then when we got a big enough crowd we'd stop and share the gospel because we were like this is what we want to do um but from that i'm i'm going okay if i'm if i'm in this place of um, of wrestle. If I'm in this place of tension, then my tension, um, then, then my wrestle and, and the tension that I feel, um, has to lead to something. And so one of the places that I've landed in, um, cause I totally agree. I'm like, man, I think that, I think that, um, for the sake, for the, for the pursuit of, of liberty or freedom, I think that there are individuals who have, um, forsaken a call because of that. It's like, yeah, I, I can talk about it, but I don't have to, so I'm not. 
but this was a great moment to do it, but you weren't thinking critically enough to do it. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm now in, living in Atlanta. It's been a very amazing thing from, for me as a believer, because it's such a, a diverse city and larger city than what I moved from. Um, and on top of that, I'm, I'm like, I'm on the board of a, of a private, um, inner city school here, um, faith-based school. I'm on, um, a couple of committees for different ministries, the board of another uh, nonprofit. And then I do music in the city. I'm a part, I'm, I'm friends with all these different people from uh, city councilmen on down. And what I've realized is um, one, that platform that I know I have still exists for the kid who I, who I mentor, who's in high school, who plays football. I'm like, you got a platform, bro. Or it's yeah. the, or it's the it's the city council president, um, Mr. Mitchell, who I'm talking to and going, hey, bro, you you got a platform like you can do great things with your platform. Um, I am I am on the other end of it, though, going, man, I I have more people telling me I should be doing X, Y or Z with my platform than the city council president or this 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 high school quarterback. And I'm like, what? And I realize I think I just chose the. I chose the medium of of ministry where people are passionate about and it's an easy it's an easy thing to aim at. And so um I found myself having way more conversations about it than the other two people I mentioned because they both go, "What? I no one's ever talked to me about this." I'm like, "Really?" But no one's giving you like on your social media, you don't have people going, "Hey, you didn't do this, so you you weren't pleasing to the Lord in this moment." He's like, no, nah, not really. I just we <laughs> pray and we we pray and we vote and we speak and we, and then I realized, like, man, I'm I'm of a particular train of thought when it comes to doing music. I recognize now not everyone is, and then on the other side of that, I realize the standard that I'm facing, given to me that a lot or given to artists in general that a lot of people that it's not equally distributed around the world, and I'm like. Oh, I think music is just special to people like TV and movies. They're just special to people like, oh, yeah, like um, uh, MTV. I want to say it was MTV Movie Awards. And uh, my man who plays in the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Chris Pratt, got yeah. up and, ba and basically gave this speech. And at the end of it, you're like, I'm a Christian. And I think I think he is, too. Now, I think he just shared the gospel in this weird. Yeah, we talked about that. Humor, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like. I'm like, he told fart jokes and shared the gospel. That was really <laughs> interesting. It was it's like, true. yeah, man, don't fart. If your stomach hurts, don't fart this much because you're going to go, it's going to go bad. And by the way, you, you matter and your life matters and you're important. There's a creator who created you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, what, what is yeah. happening? And so, um, in those moments, I'm like, man, that's amazing. Look at that. That's beautiful to see. I don't know the ins out of it, the ins and outs of it all, but that's great to see. And on the other end, I'm going, yeah, I, I think that I would put pressure on people in that in that space, but at the same time, consider that for people beyond yeah. that place. I, I'll just what I would just say is maybe pressure is not the word I'd use. I, I think a yeah. good way to kind of summarize it is just I think I'd just point people to Jesus and say, how did he live? You know, because I, I think, again, we it's don't you find it funny how, how we get so far from just following Christ's example when we're supposed to be. Christians, you know, that's kind of supposed to be the point. And yet you look at his life and he 
he was merciful with sinners. He was harsh with religious people. He he knew how to speak the right language. He was bold in the crowds. He was bold in, individually. He he re, you know he overturned the system. He was with the marginalized. I, I think honestly, if I could just say to an artist, just look look at Jesus and with an honest and sincere heart, ask him how you can live like him. Then I think the natural outcome of that, in my opinion, is that we will be bold. I I think. Um, and, and we can have yeah. we can have productive dialogues about the nuances of that. But don't you agree that ultimately, if we would just make our priority knowing and wanting to be like Jesus, then, then the rest of this stuff would kind of take care of itself. I totally agree. I, yeah. I think that that's the I think that's been my that's I think that's where we've landed is at the end of the day, man. What did um, what did he do? How did he live? Where did he go? Who was he with? And. How can I make my life look like that? Yep. I think that's been the the, the, the ultimate burden. Yeah, that's but it. yeah, I, I I think that the the burden that you feel yeah. is going to motivate yeah. your heart, and so that's that's a great way to say that. Like, look to Jesus. Hey, I just have one. I just have a, a text from a guy named Nigel, and he just wants. Oh, no. He said that uh, he's he's your number one fan. So I don't know. Do you know Nigel? He said he's your number one fan. I I don't know Nigel. I wish <laughs> I did. Oh man! You yeah, gotta, but you anyway, Nigel, this this guy's cool. Okay, but anyway, he he just has one question, and I know it's been a long a long interview. Thanks a lot. We really it's been awesome. Yeah, but thank you. Hey, but his question is: Have you ever been abducted by aliens? And if you were, uh, would you write a song about it? What? <laughs> <laughs> Nigel, Nigel's on point. He does it again. <laughs> yeah, Nigel. Yeah. Yes. Uh, for one, no. I, to to my knowledge, I've never been abducted by aliens. Uh, um, uh, but hey, time will tell. Time will tell. Uh, and then, uh, but if I was, I think I think I would I would love to do a song about it. Be a collaboration. But, you know, that, it'd be, it would be a collaboration. It, it, but I'd have to play the scenario. I'd have to play the scenario out because if I'm abducted by aliens, it's all a matter of what happened. Right. If they're, <laughs> if they're scary, if they're scary, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want more trouble on my hands, so I might just leave it alone. Um, at the yeah. end of the day, but it just depends. I'm like, man, and I might have to do it. That'd be a pretty <laughs> cool story to tell. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry about that, uh, Chris, Chad. Chris how about Pratt's you wrap waiting, us up? Waiting for that call. Yeah. Hey, hey, man. Thank you so much for giving us your time. How how can we uh, to close this off? I, I'd love to just. Just pray for you briefly and seek the Lord on your behalf. Is there anything in specific that that you really would desire prayer for? Man, I always ask people when they ask that question um, to pray for my my marriage, my family. Yeah, um, I'm 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 well aware of the fact that when whenever people who say my name now stop saying it, that my wife and family are still going to be there, and so I, yeah. I want to make sure um, those relationships are are solid and oh, that God honoring. I hear that, um, man. And then, yeah, and then beyond that, I'm always, I'm always like, man, please, like God is, God is constantly, um, with all of us, progressing us in a level of dependence and, and faith, like a literal mm. walking by faith moment. And so, and I just want to be, um, I want to be led by the Spirit and in, empowered to achieve those things. Because even now, like I'm, I'm in the middle of working on an album. Um, I have those two singles out. Um, gotta live and and smile um that came out this year and then i'm just i'm i'm pursuing all these other things to 
be of benefit to the city that I live in. So I'm, I, all those things are there. So yeah, those are like the main three for me, man. That's awesome. Cool. Well, yeah, Lord, thank you so much for Tadashi for the um, just the story that you've given him. Um, God, I do pray that you would further just um, cement in his love for his wife and for his kids on a level that makes absolutely no sense earthly. Uh, from an earthly sense, but Lord, just that let your kingdom come and your will be done in his family and, and that they would be established and built up in you on a level that's just like, man, only God could have done that. And um, God, we pray for, for his music, for Reach Records, for all of the, the different things happening, even the things that, that he's maybe desired or dreamt of that have not happened and the frustration or the challenge in there. God, I just pray you fill him with hope today that you send him on his way today, just even more encouraged than where he started. And um, God, it, just inspire him afresh. God, give him vision. Give him, give him a, a, a just a renewed passion um, to seek you. And and Lord, especially for the work he's doing in the city of Atlanta. God, uh, we Nashville's not that far off. And so I just pray for a biblical revival to touch down on Atlanta by your power, by the Holy Spirit. Yes, that, um, that all the, these different connections that you've given to Dashi, that there would be just an outpouring of favor on him to to be the light that he's called to be. So thank you for him, God. Bless him, encourage him, and um, we just give you this time. Yeah, amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, thanks thank so you, much. Man. Thanks so, so much for being on and for giving us your time. And uh, yeah, it's been great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We hopefully we can do this again sometime. Yeah, we'd love to, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for listening to the Provoke and Inspire podcast. If this conversation was encouraging to you, please share it on social media. Uh, If you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes so you can get all of the episodes as they come out. Uh, And of course, if you'd be willing uh, to rate this podcast, to review it for us, uh, that helps get the word out. Uh, Otherwise, again, if you are looking for an exciting way to be part of what Steiger is doing around the world, you can go to steiger.org slash opportunities. Uh, We have all sorts of ways that you can contribute to reaching the global youth culture for Jesus. Uh, On there, you'll see all the lists um, of the different roles that are available and the ways that you can contribute. Uh, And if you really want to change the world, this is one way that you can do it. Uh, Otherwise, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to Provoke and Inspire, the official Come and Live podcast. To hear past podcasts, go to comeandlive.com. Got a question for the guys? Send it in to provokeandinspire at comeandlive.com.